This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. Today's show is going to be about perception and possibly changing outcomes, and uh, we'll get to all that. I think uh, we're going to talk a little bit about backyard baseball. I think it'll be fun, uh, at least for uh, youth. A lot of times we're closing up uh, summer sports, hockey season's starting to kick in in a couple weeks, and it's kind of like preseason, and then we move into uh, the full season, which is um, going to be a little crazy this year. But, you know, sometimes you have to ask yourself... um, the things that you know, you know, is there something wrong about what you already know? What's the perception, right? And so how do you know it's right? And then why are you being pulled in certain directions? And obviously, some of the people listening to this might, you know, think that, well, that's current event into politics. I'm not going to get in politics. Um, but um, we have a lot to do with perception when it comes to employee benefit programs in the workplace and a lot of workplace um, benefits in general. And so it's all in the eye of the beholder. And so uh, it becomes an issue at times where, you know, there was times I know we presented savings of you know, $250,000 a year on a small business. And they looked at us and said, it's not enough to move away from the big blue, the big purple, whatever it might be. And they just feel like it wasn't worth it. But you know, you have to look at the total math because that's only one year, right? So you project over five years, do the math on that, right? You're already over a million dollars worth of savings. And um, just year over year, there's going to be savings compared to doing it the traditional way. So a little bit about backyard baseball. My kids started really, and they've always done it, but this year they really amped it up. And in fact, they started creating a rule book over the whole thing. And uh, every day they play and they, these rules they make up sometimes I've never even thought of or even heard of it but I guess when you have a modified baseball diving in the backyard and uh, you got neighbors in the city that you have to modify and adjust uh, certain things I guess but and so um, usually most of the time they agree to all the rules until they obviously don't and then usually then dad comes involved they're the rule breaker right and so they usually ask, I'll just give you an idea. One of the questions they asked was, if a ball goes foul and then bounces fair, is it fair or foul, right? And so they should be knowing this because they play baseball, but since it's backyard baseball, they can make up any rule they want um, and then eventually justify it because it'll always make somebody uh, just mad or upset. Um, another one they asked, and it was about advancing runners when um, there was no force. And so... They thought that since it went under the swing set, that they should be able to have a force advance uh, run instead of being tagged out on the previous base. But so, you know, you kind of just make up the rules as you go or justify your certain situation. And it does relate to business. And I'll get to that here shortly. Some things appear to be fair until obviously when they're not. And then we try to change the rules to justify uh, the change to match what you have in your head. And then... In other ways, you come to realization that, well, all right, that's just the way, you know, the rule is. There's nothing we can do. We're just going to suck it up, so to speak. And that and that works. But I mean, with, with young kids in the backyard, that usually doesn't. Um, uh, there usually ends up being some type of fight. Sometimes it's a fist fight. But you know what? They are boys. Let them fight, right? Like, uh, get it out of their system. But obviously, we're not advocating for 
um, our kids to fight, but uh, uh, it's just the way boys are, are boys. But if anybody is uh, self-development and they read books, and uh, some of you have heard uh, the CEO of GE, Jack Welch, uh, one of the things I, I always took away from him was uh, he always talked about what is the reality of whatever they were talking about. There's always a perception of what you want it to be, and then there's always the what it was, and then you wanted to keep it the same, and you don't want to make the change. So we would always challenge and say, what's the reality of this? What What is the truth of coming out of this without any biased opinion? And many times we get up caught up in our own perce- perception, and it's not always the reality. And sometimes you got to look back uh, on another talking point. Uh, there's a guy, Jocko Willick, he does a podcast, and he's got a book. Well, many of you probably have heard of him. He, he had talked about one of the events when he was in training that uh, nothing was going on, and he's the most junior person on the squad, and nothing was going on, and everybody's waiting for a command call. And so he takes a step back, takes a look at what's going on, and they he realized they were like five feet off. And so he calls a command and tells everybody to shift, and then the drill proceeded. And the whole point was sometimes you got to look at it from a different perspective um, in order to keep the keep things moving. I know with the backyard baseball, they're always trying to change rules and justify. And it's the same thing in employee benefit plans in the workplace. We have this uh, perspective, right? The, the way usually it's the way it's always been, the way we always have done it. We've for thirty years we've had you know, the same company, um, insurance company that is. And so why, why are we changing now? Or why would somebody come in and recommend something different? We've been with the same insurance agent for 30 years. Why, if it was that important, why wouldn't they bring it up to us? You know, all these things, it's all perspective, right? And even the CFO has his own hidden, uh, uh, perspective. And yes, I'm going to call you guys out. You know, a lot of times they avoid the employee benefits. It's not their forte so they just kind of pass it off and it's kind of interesting because if somebody was a purchaser and they were purchasing millions of dollars worth of product it would have to go to some review and then there's a budget and allocation and and probably some leeway on one way or the other Um, but for healthcare it just seems like they just toss up their hands and they throw it down the hall and let HR handle it. I've actually heard some of them justify that it's below their pay grade it's not not something they do and it's for middle management because that's the way they've always done it and i'm telling you it's going to cost you more in the long run uh, than ever even if you go back in time a little bit when the affordable care act came into play and this is for smaller groups and maybe individual policies but we've had uh, accountants cpas and cfos that would send people to us to give them advice on their taxes, whether it's a credit related to the business or the um, private insurance where taxpayers are paying dollars towards premiums. Um, the same thing with the credits on the small businesses through the shop exchange um, that um, dissolved over a period of time. And so, because they just didn't really work, but they would send it to us and I'm like, uh, we're not the tax people. And then finally I started calling these CFOs and CPAs back and I was I'm like, why are you sending these people here? And they said, because it's healthcare related. And I'm like, it goes on a tax form. It's not healthcare. It's not insurance related. It's not something that we do. It's a tax advice situation. It's not a um, consultant or employee benefits uh, advisor position. And some of them would argue with me. And and I had to tell them, look at the reality is the Affordable Care Act was actually a tax law disguised as a healthcare law. And so, yes, there was healthcare stuff 
put into it. It was more of a tax regulation that because it was all about grabbing money from um, one spot and paying the other. The unfortunate part of the if you guys have been paying attention to the podcast and probably paying attention to the Affordable Care Act, uh, they're not even funding the, all the mechanisms of Affordable Care Act. I have no idea how long it's going to be. It's going to be like another Social Security where they just Social Security fund where they just keep postponing because they're not collecting the fees they were supposed to fund it. And so it'll be an interesting gamble. But my whole point here is that the CFO sidestep and try to delegate somewhere else. Now, today, I think it's a little bit more in their wheelhouse and they understand it more. In the beginning, they didn't. And there's probably some justification for that. But again, it was just their perception to pass it on to somebody else, right? Like they weren't ready for it. Uh, I don't understand it. I mean, who understands healthcare anyways, right? Like uh, it's just a big giant thing that costs us money and we just suck it up and pay the premiums thinking that that's the best thing we do. And then we go to the provider and thinking that it's all going to be paid for. And you find out that you're, you're still paying money and you're arguing with the claims person or the billing office saying that I have health insurance. I shouldn't have to be paying for this. And it's the reality, right? You just got to read your policy. You got to have more skin in the game. And these CFOs definitely need to get more skin in the game. Um, in fact, all, a lot of them should be just fired because they avoid this thing and it's costing the company if you know smaller companies are tens of thousands, bigger companies could go from hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. And so it's uh, money back in if um, back in the pocket. I always say it goes back to profits because assuming that you can make that savings in year one or some type of savings goes right into the bottom line. Sure, you might reallocate the funds to go do something else, but now you have growth. Now you feel a little bit more empowered. So a perception also comes with the employee benefits uh, when it comes to cost. And so um, when you're looking at things for data analysis, um, you know, you got fully insured plans trending right now. And so I'm reading articles on our side, they're probably not on your side yet, but on our side that the current premium models on fully insured platforms are going to double in less than seven years. And their fear is with inflation, it's going to go much faster than that. And so just think about that for a minute. If your company is spending a million dollars a year in employee benefit cost, before the year of 2030, so when we're recording this, this is 2023, um, 20, so 2023 to 2030, that's seven years, right? So before we even get there, your premiums are gonna go from $1 million to $2 million. If you're a smaller company, you're spending 100,000, it's gonna go to 200,000, just hypothetical examples related to your own situation. And so I'm asking, the CFOs, fractional CFOs, the CPAs that are supporting these businesses, is that forecasted in your budget for the next five to 10 years? Is that in there? And my guess is it's not. And um, sales growth, is that in the marketing and sales plan that you're going to be able to support that? And just keep in mind that even if you anticipate some of this, it's going right to the cost. It's not going, you figure if your company grows by 10%, you're expecting some element, 10% growth in profit. My guess is the profit will remain the same or similar to previous years because healthcare is going to eat it right up and, uh, and, and taxes too, but that's a different topic altogether. The guess is, uh, is it a surprise? But it's not a surprise anymore. I'm telling you right now that your premiums are going to go up and you got to anticipate it. So what are you going to do? Increase your sales? What if other things happen, such as market trends, competition, new competition in the marketplace, or another competitor gets more fierce and steals your business? Maybe some unforeseen things, right? We had COVID that came and nobody expected that. What if, uh, you know, there's fires that occur uh, shipping delays. I mean, there's, I don't know, I couldn't even tell you, I'd never read an article, but how many 
shipping uh, items get lost at sea, right? So there's always something, and sure there's insurance involved, but it's just that there's always something that will throw you off course. So I really think that the CFOs of companies, the CEOs, the partners, the owners, the outsourced CFOs, the CPAs that are assisting these businesses, a lot of times in small and mid-sized companies, it's outsourced, it's not internal. They don't have a CFO internally. They need to have a seat at the table, pay the money, pay them to be there because the cost for them to be there to analyze numbers is going to save you um, tenfold at least, right? So you have to revisit things. You have to provide that, you know, those who have incentives to actually look at these expenses should be at the round table when you're discussing this. Uh, all plan information and carrier and networks and deductibles, those, to me, that's all fluff, especially when you get to bigger companies. Uh, it's all fluff, right? You could design it any way you want. You want a zero deductible? You can get a zero deductible. It's not a big deal at a certain point. What it really is the big deal is how do you control these expenses? How do you move in a different direction? And how do you reverse the trend? How do you reverse your own trend? Put money back in your own pocket and right to the bottom line, too. It's not like something that you got to go fish for. So one thing is the fully insured platforms don't produce any financial reports, zero. They just, it's like being a sitting duck. Uh, you get a renewal every year and you, you wait to get the shot in the arm and uh, the anticipation sucks. When you're sitting there waiting for the shot, just like on some people and I admit even myself, when we do blood draws, I can't see, I can't watch the needle go in. Once it's in, it's fine. And I can see the blood. It's not an issue. It's the anticipation that really drives you crazy. And I'm sure other people And the same thing with the renewals. We have clients that say, don't you know, like, just tell us what to do at the last second, because we really don't want to deal with this. And that's bad planning. Um, we, we have to retrain how they do things, but it's just that the, these people sit there and wait and they have no leverage zero. And so when you look at smaller employers, they definitely have less leverage. Um, there's still things you could do, right? But you know, under 10 employees, it gets really tough, and there are ways around it. We have creative ideas, so if you're listening to this and you're under 10 employees or under 15 or even 20 for that matter, there are creative ways to actually try to move around this. You can call our office. Um, we, we keep things upfront, ethical and everything, and so, but there's ways that you can get around it depending on your company and what your goals are. and. You may not qualify, but um, there are ways around it. So, but the reporting mechanism is what what we need here, and you don't get it in a fully assured. So uh, over time, you just kind of get used to it, uh, numb to it, so to speak, right? And so maybe sales will increase to help cover the cost. There's several of our own clients that say, well, we're up 25% um, overall. The premiums go up 10%. Yeah, we're good. Just renew the plan, right? Like not a big deal, right? So when you have money, it's good. When you don't have money, it's not good. You know, so much for profit, right? Um, you get sales growth. And I mentioned this just a minute or two ago that you increase your sales, but it just gets sucked up by healthcare and employee benefit programs. You need to move to plans with more reporting. Uh, I know we talked about this before, but uh, you need to have reporting and you need to demand it from your current agents. How do I get access to reporting? Um, in certain cases, in larger groups that are fully insured, you might be able to get access to some data, but it's going to be pulling teeth. They're going to be delaying it, and it's not going to have everything you need. Because if I could show you a financial report showing exactly where your dollars are being spent on a healthcare plan, what would that do for you, Mr. CFO? Um, I'm telling you, you're going to be able to figure out a lot more when you go through this health plan. Level funded is a great option, um, but they have control of everything. It's headed in the right direction and it gives you control moving towards self-funded. If you're a larger employer, say 50 employees and above, 
uh, for employee base, uh, you're probably better off just looking at fully insured because it eliminates some of the middleman. You have control. You could basically blow it up and a la carte everything, put it back together where you can control the expenses the same exact way that you would do it with paper supplies, employee programs, um, things in the workplace, even rent for that matter. Uh, sometimes you grow and you have to move to a different spot, but it's, you know, square footage you guys look at. You do all this math, figure out where you're going to get the best bang for the buck. It's the same thing here, but you can't do it on the fully insured. Listen up. Butch wants to give you your own elite benefits playbook, and it's absolutely free. From business strategy to benefit strategy, every step from the start through implementation, account setup, and open enrollment working through service requests and the process of renewals. A valuable look at your company, your insurance options, and how to make the process easier on you. Go now to EliteBenefits.net slash playbook and get your free Elite Benefits playbook or give Butch a call today, 708-535-3006. Many owners and CFOs need to quit justifying and take action on things. Uh, the renewals don't go into a blind. Sure, you review and you spreadsheet. I lo- you know, spreadsheet's an old school tactic. And so when you guys buy it, buy it hook, line, and sinker, let me compare this, you know, your current plan to competing markets. And you feel like you did your job by saying, oh, we compared three different options or four different options, whatever, whatever you decide. Again, it's it's just the it's just the sales game. Um, it's not really diving into it to see what you really could do. Uh, you need to change your perspective on things. You need to take control your current broker. We, the industry was taught and the you CFOs and employers that are listening to this were taught by us how to buy your health insurance. Now, we a lot of us are trying to unwind it and say, okay, okay, the last 40 years, you, the way you were buying healthcare for your employees uh, is wrong. It always has been. And so now we have to change the perspective. In some cases, we may change the rules, but on the other flip side, right, you're going to demand more, such as I want to see what our line item expenses, how many people are going to the uh, ER. It won't tell you who, but it'll at least tell you you had 150 ER visits in a year. Well, you could educate your employees and try to cut that in half because you could probably save 75% on cost by going to um, urgent care, for example, or maybe immediate care uh, or their primary care physician. A lot of primary care physicians, they have cancellations throughout the day. They might be able to fit you in. So just because something happens, um, like I had my kid, he fell down uh, playing uh, street hockey, uh, took a huge fall. Uh, He's my older kid, uh, very high tolerant of pain, but uh, it was enough pain to make him cry. And so, and I'm not putting him down for that. I'm just saying that the pain was significant enough. Mom wanted to go to the ER. I said, no, 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 no. We're going to go to urgent care. So we went to urgent care, saved 75 or 80% of the cost if we went to the ER. And just, you just got to just think what a level head and, and common sense there. And CFOs out there, once you get these claim expenses or claim reports, you're going to have to go through it and say a line item expense. You're going to have to control the cost, right? And figure out where uh, you could actually scrutinize or actually or retrain or educate your employees to do better. It's the same thing you would do with fire and hiring vendors. Uh, and eventually you can do that on a self-funded platform. Uh, you can look at ways to control your cost. You know, you do it with ink and paper and postage and everything else. We talk about some of this in our uh, Elite Benefits playbook, and you can get your copy at EliteBenefits.net uh, forward slash playbook. <laughs>